Hello there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, a podcast where we discuss everything we love about Star Wars Warts and All. My name's Will, and joining me again are Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. Maxi Big DeForce. <laughs> I'm really glad you used that one because yeah, I was, I was thinking so. about it. I was hoping so. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, tonight. I have no idea what it means. It's it's a Gungan word. I've seen Maxi. Yeah, I've Is seen arguments both ways. Whether he's like just making fun of the Force, like writing it off, or if he's actually like serious, like ooh. Yeah, he does sound a little sarcastic yeah. when he says that. Today, these four luminous beings are reaching out with our feelings to unlearn what we have learned about the Force. What do you know about the Force? It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Yes, Jedi's strength flows from the Force. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. Okay, so this week, uh, Tuesday, right? Tuesday is the 4th? Mm-hmm. Yes. May the 4th. So we figured, why not celebrate, I guess? Or why not uh, mark the occasion? It's not a celebration, but why not mark the occasion by discussing the Force a little bit? Uh, Because it's complicated, and it's mysterious, and I think that's, you know, by design. But why don't we... Okay, let's let's just dive right in and start with simple question... What is the Force? I think the Force was literally created to set Star Wars apart from all the other sci-fi uh, that was coming out around the time. All the other sci-fis were more towards the science fiction portion of it, whereas George Lucas wanted something a little different and wanted to add um, magic and mysticism to to his story. Yeah, that's definitely true. Because even if you look at like the earliest drafts of... Uh the Star Wars or, you know, Adventures of the Star Killer or whatever it was called at the time. There was always some kind of mystical energy thing, uh, whether it was called, what, the Bendu or um, some of these other names that ended up being repurposed later on. Yeah, Asha or something like that. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bogan. A whole bunch of terms <laughs> that have, they've somehow made their way into actual canon. We might talk about it yeah, later. Yeah, which is cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because the Force is complicated. It's not just, like, probably most of what, you know, the audience knows about the Force comes from the Jedi's interpretation of the Force. Right. But over the years, other kind of groups of people have have looked at the Force in different ways. It's in all living beings. They just interpret it different ways. What always comes to mind when I think, what is the Force? I think of Obi-Wan's first description of it as an energy field that binds us all together, binds all things together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people have abilities to manipulate that right, I think. energy and it, it, uh, coax it to, yeah, you know, yeah. to do whatever they want, not necessarily whatever they want, but, you know. Kind of like f- nudge it in one direction or another. And that, and that seems to be like kind of the Jedi's way of doing it. Whereas the dark side or the, the Sith are more about controlling it, harnessing it and, and kind of abusing it. Yeah. yeah. Making it do their bidding rather than, you know, doing the bidding of the force and working through the force kind of thing. Right. The Jedi use it as an ally, whereas the Sith just use it as another arsenal in their As a weapon. Yeah. 
Right. Personally, I think the force is just midi chlorians. That's that's where I that's where I am. They're definitely a part of the force, mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we um talk about one one thing that comes up a lot in the discussion of the force is the this this concept of the 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 living force versus the cosmic force. It's de- definitely something that Qui Gon Jinn, right, Jedi Master, what's the word? practiced yeah as far as his belief in the force it has more to do with like being in the moment and like instincts and intuitions feelings that sort of thing is the living force is that right as yeah. far as i know the living force is yeah is what you would experience in the living world it's that it's kind of, like that's kind of the description that obi-wan was giving i think was that energy field that that surrounds all things that's the living force does that make sense i guess well well then let's define cosmic and then maybe It'll help us delineate the two. So you're saying a cosmic is more like the immortality kind of uh, seeing the future sort of stuff. Right. How are you here? I am a manifestation of the force. A force that consists of two parts. Living beings generate the living force, which in turn powers the wellspring that is the cosmic force. All energy from the living force from all things that have ever lived, feeds into the cosmic force, binding everything and communicating to us through the midichlorians. Because of this, I can speak to you now. Yeah, if they're looking into, you know, when Luke is like meditating uh, on Dagobah, he's kind of like tapping into the cosmic force. And that's when he gets visions of his friends in pain and he's seeing the future. And, And Yoda mentions it's hard to interpret. I think that's a lot of cosmic force. Uh, mumbo jumbo sure yeah yeah i can see that whereas the living force is what allows you to like move objects and uh, manipulate people's minds and and, you know those sorts of things what about the force that's in objects because there's there's things like kyber crystals or whatever that have a unique relationship with the force how does that work what do you know about kyber crystals my father he he said they powered the Jedi's lightsabers. Yeah, no. I, that's where things get pretty complicated. But here's the thing. So we could we could talk about the Force all night. But the thing about the Force is it has to be mysterious, in my opinion. Like, you can't... If you are able to define it exactly and explain every little in and out of the then Force, then limited. it's no longer yeah. magic. Yeah. yeah, the point is it's magical. It needs right. to be kind of unexplainable. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the debate is by design. Like it wasn't, it was never meant to be fully explained and it just leaves a lot to interpretation by whoever's watching or reading about it. Exactly. exactly. Which is one of the reasons I love Star Wars. Just going to yeah. put that out yeah. there. It, it, anything is possible through the force. I feel like somebody said that. Maybe I'll be able to find a quote or something. <laughs> I feel like this episode is going to have a lot of just like little quotes thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. We need to find some from like Kanan and... Clone Wars, yeah. Yes, yeah, like deep cuts. Yeah. Right? I feel like yeah. he's in the the Qui-Gon camp, more, you know, being in tune with what's around you rather than some grandiose ideas, right? Yeah, I would I would agree with that, especially after he loses his, his sense of sight. I think so, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but yeah then, I was just about to say, when he goes blind, yeah. But then he starts getting more into the, as you described it, the cosmic stuff towards the end, though. I distanced myself from everyone, from the Force, too. Your connection to the Force allows you to see in ways others cannot. If you can see yourself, you will never be truly blind 
Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. I understand. There you go. Well, that's, that's a good evolution. Yeah, it? with the you got the world between worlds, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a side of the Force that Dave Filoni in like um, Clone Wars and, and Rebels loves love to explore. But but that was because he was a student of George Lucas, and that was kind of what Lucas wanted those shows to do was to get kind of deep into Force it, lore. Yeah, and it wasn't the rumor that his ideas for the sequel trilogy would have involved more of the dissection of the Force and you know. I think the word was like on a microscopic level, which got people really up in arms because they're like, oh, we're going to zoom into a yeah. cell and see midichlorians do stuff. No, that's not what they mean. Yeah, but yeah, they, you yeah. know, it just does like really like dig deep and answer some questions about the force. Osmosis Jones inside of a Wookiee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I, what I pictured. <laughs> when it definitely do go deep in the Clone Wars and especially Rebels with some pretty out there stuff, but it's intriguing. Like, yeah. To think that there's these these other places or planes of existence. Yeah. yeah. The force yeah, is a lot both. deeper than just the saga. Yeah. And and deeper than just the Jedi and the Sith. And I think that's Yeah, good point. That's actually something that makes the story work is the fact that the the Jedi don't have everything figured out and it, it seems like when, you know, when we kind of start the this the prequel trilogy they kind of are starting to think like they do have everything figured out. Right. And that, and that's kind that's of their downfall. Exactly. You mean their overconfidence was their weakness? <laughs> your faith in your friends is yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see the different force powers, though, and how they can get just from basic things like a force push all the way up to traveling through an alternate dimension to save somebody's life kind of thing yeah almost borderline time travel kind of stuff yeah um in in rebels ezra the main character rebels walks into this world between worlds and uh sees the event of ahsoka fighting darth vader which happened in a previous season of the show so he basically is looking back through time and is able to pull her from that moment to safety. So essentially the reason Ahsoka is with us in uh, the Mandalorian is because Ezra saved her from her fate in the past um, through this, this like force. Uh, I've always heard it referred to as the world between worlds, right? Isn't that? Uh, yeah. That's the name of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Ahsoka. Ezra. You look, wait, what happened? Where am I? You were fighting Vader. I saw you in there. He was going to... So I, I, I grabbed you and I pulled you out of there. This place is ancient. Like a world between worlds. Yeah. When I feel like with animated series they can they can explore a lot more of this without mm -hmm. it being too outlandish yeah right. that's like that's that's like, i'm glad you mentioned that like the way they they progressed with the force powers through uh, the movies uh and then into the the animated series i think was was really smart because they didn't start out you know in a new hope with overwhelming you with all this mystical stuff that you kind of get hints of it being this higher power you kind of see some of the some of the things that Obi-Wan can do with mind tricks and um you know talking to Luke from beyond or whatever 
Yeah, and making a sound across the hall to distract stormtroopers. Simple, right. practical yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Little tricks, yeah. And then that progresses through the original trilogy, and then you get to the prequel trilogy, and it's just like, okay, the Force is well known. They have the Jedi in their prime or whatever. They're they're using all of these these different powers. I want to say George Lucas just knew that you know at the time if they went a little if they went too overboard like. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's reading into it too much. Well, it's I, I guess it's true. You got to leave room to grow. You can't just right. you know show right. your hand right off the bat. You got to yeah. Plus, well, also for a peek behind the curtain, it's hard to do these things. You might not have the technology to film right that's certain true things. Too, so yeah. a lot of it is because they had to, but it also works with the story because in original trilogy, there's two Jedi left. So, you know, you're not going to see everything that might have happened 30 years ago. Right, you know, right. When, yeah. when there's, there's thousands yeah, of there's Jedi. A lot, there's a lot at work there that's making it uh, kind of expand over time. And you got you guys pretty much hit everything. And I mean, you can even go back to, well, the High Republic, the new initiative from Lucasfilm. But, the you know, it's this is set, what, 100 years before the prequels. There's different force powers there that we've never seen before as well. So it's it's always evolving, even though it's you know going back in time. But it, there's still there's still new stuff coming. Yeah, the, actually, since you brought up the uh, the High Republic stuff, I think they are getting really clever with their kind of uh, exploration of the Force, seeing like the early yeah. Jedi, because um, it's it's not like they understood the Force less. They just had a different kind of understanding. I think it plays into that fact that they they started to you know their hubris or whatever started to take over. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Jedi are kind of, you know, they don't really understand all aspects of the Force. Like, every Jedi kind of experiences the Force in a different way. Right. Like, the, the, um, what is it? Elzar Man sees it as like an ocean, whereas uh, Avar Chris sees it as right? a symphony. Yeah. yeah. Every, every right. person is a different instrument, which is, I think, is awesome. I think that's a really cool way mm-hmm. of kind of seeing how this flows and interacts and everything. Um, but in my mind, like from a storytelling perspective, the force is really just what drives this narrative. It's, it's the thing that makes everything in star Wars happen. It's the thing that, that, that pushes events forward and mm-hmm. all of the characters, the protagonists and antagonists are either working for or against the force. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we had discussed about Han believe, not believing in luck or, you know, or not believing in the Force, only in luck. I forget what the, uh, how, how we worded it, but. You see? You can do it. I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. And in this case, Locke is the Force, you know, more or less. Right. Yeah. It's 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 his it's his interpretation of the Force. I do I do like too how as they actually go back in time, you see more progression of the Force. Almost like that might be the a bad word for it. They're, you're seeing them use more of these powers a lot more than you do later in the time frame, like original trilogy, sequel trilogy, because you know they had more of a command of it back. Before all this time, right before the Sith took over and tried to wipe wipe out all that they knew and all that they learned over there the years, there were a lot more of them that that dabbled in all of these things and, and learned a lot from it. And I think after the fall of the Jedi, the understanding of it, the knowledge of it, come way down. So it makes sense to, for us to not see as many thing uh, Force powers, yeah. anymore. 
Right, and in in the uh, in the chronology after Return of the Jedi, Luke spends, as far as we know, he spends a significant amount of time just searching right. for old Jedi and Force relics and places and virgences and all these things that he can learn from because that knowledge is lost. Right. You're right. It's, yeah. Who else? Who else is doing it? He's got a yeah, lot of like exactly. picking up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question I wanted: to, Out of all the video games and and and, and movies and comics and everything. Can you guys think of a time where you thought maybe the Force got a little too crazy or they went a little too far with things? Because there's a couple of things that come to mind for me. I'll but. probably get murdered for saying this, but... <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, and I don't necessarily disagree, but go ahead. It's it's not canon anymore, but... Okay, never mind. Um, I think the Force Unleashed... Yep, that was one I was thinking. <laughs> quite, quite a big one where it had Starkiller literally pull a Star Destroyer from space. Yeah. What? You're insane! It's massive! You're a Jedi, boy. Size means nothing to you. Reach out with the Force and grab that ship! I think it. I think that got a little too much for me at that yeah. point. And crashed it to the ground. Uh, I could see that. I don't know if he's able to ask the Force to help him manipulate gravity or something. I, I mean, know. it's. it could be possible. I suppose. Well, you know, Ray stopped the uh, the transport ship that when she thought it held Chewie, she stopped that yeah. in there. But she wasn't able to bring but, it down to the ground. And that's a lot smaller I than mean, an Imperial Star Destroyer. It's, not, it's also not a Star Destroyer. I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say it's tiny compared. But here's to the other thing that I, But size matters not. Sorry. <laughs> I think you need to consider when it's a video game, you kind of gotta just look the other way on some of those things because the idea yeah. is it's fun yes, and it's yes, awesome yes. and you it's right. not it's not star killer yes. doing it it's you pulling a star destroyer right and that's why yes. it's okay it's you know yes. it's like depending on what the medium is you know like when you watch the jedi fight in the clone wars obviously the animation's different they can jump higher they can move quicker because it's it's being animated by a computer you know it's not it, nobody has to actually do the things they do um so right. It can look a little more, you know, spectacular, a little more, I don't know, animated, frankly, because it is an animation. Yeah. You can't just like say that, well, this, how could, how could Obi-Wan have done that? Well, he did it because this is cartoon Obi-Wan. It's just a little different and he's different than comic Obi-Wan, you know, it's just stylistic choices. Right. Yeah. The one that comes to mind for me is you guys have seen the Gendy Tartakovsky animated Clone Wars show. Yes. Though it's like yeah. Samurai it's Jack style. Well, it's on Disney Plus now. You can, they just added it last month, I think. Yeah. But there's, it's just like a bunch of little short stories that take place during the Clone Wars. And in one of them, Mace Windu is in a... It's basically just an entire field filled with super battle droids. And he doesn't have his lightsaber. So he just punches them, literally, and crushes yes. them with the Force. And he just goes nuts with just sheer raw uh, hand-to-hand and Force combat. And it's nuts, but it's in the style of the show, it, and, and, and you know, um, you can almost see it as like kind of like a legendary tale told of of the events that transpired. But it's not necessarily exactly how it right. went out in you know in the real world or how it went down. And we also we don't know a whole lot about Mace's background, so maybe that's perfectly legitimate. You know, maybe he's been training for that his whole life. We don't know. Yeah. And Mandalorian, Luke crushed that uh, that uh, dark well, trooper. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I wanted to bring that up because he did a lot of that along with lightsaber against those those things. So Uh, the one that I'm not crazy about, it's fine. I'm sure there there, could, 
explain it away based on other things in the movie, but in Rise of Skywalker, physically teleporting items oh, through yeah. the Force. Yeah. Like Ray handing off her lightsaber to Ben Solo. I get projections. I'm cool with projections with like Luke and Last Jedi and all that, but physically teleporting things that are then functional. Like to use the lightsaber because Luke obviously did it with the, with Hans dice. I don't have a problem with that. It's just a projection, but physical things going from one place to another through the force. I not crazy about you could say yeah, it's, it's, right. it's unprecedented because they're a force dyad. So that must mean something. So it's fine. I, if there's an explanation there, I, I get it. I'm not like over the moon well, over it though. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's the, that's the get out of jail free card there is mm-hmm. dyad. Right, it's a diet thing. Well, I also think. I mean, it's better than nothing. It's another one of those. It's one another one of those unexplained things. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's something new. That whole yeah, that whole sequence of them being able to see each other uh, and interact with each other. You know, yeah, Yeah, and and I do remotely. I do appreciate though, um, and and I don't disagree with you, Chris. I think you're right, but. Um, I do like the way that it kind of it kind of like slowly ramps up to that. Like right. first they can yeah, yeah. they talk sure. to each other and they see each other, and then Kylo realizes that the rain from where Ray is mm-hmm. is like on his hands, and then right. he grabs the necklace. Yeah. And then before you know it, they're like, "Hey, wait a minute, let's try this," mm-hmm. and it works. <laughs> yeah. No. It, 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 yeah. So it does play out nicely, but sure. it is kind of like, well, can anybody do this? What's the what's the range limit on this? Right. Like, could yeah. you, can you teleport a living thing? <laughs> like, how, how do you? But for me, uh, in the Last Jedi, I thought you were going to say the the Force healing thing because that's that's created a whole kind of gray area of Force powers. Um, nah, I think that's it, cool. I, I feel like they've had Force healing though. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I think so to, I, to some degree or other, but never really showed it. I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure Ray brings K- Kylo Ren back from the dead. No, um, no, he could not have. Might not have actually been dead. Dead. You I know? don't think he was dead. Well, she, she did stab him. Or then in the in the end, he brings Ray back from the dead. She was a corpse yeah. in that last scene. Yeah. She is. Like, I remember th- thinking how, like, just dead she looked. I was, <laughs> like, she looked like she was just, rigor mortis was starting to set in. <laughs> well, again, Maybe, Force Dyad. Yeah. That's true. To stay in mm-hmm. the element of, of crazy Force powers that didn't, I don't know. Um, Nothing will stop the return of the Sith! Palpatine's lightning, I think, was just a little bit crazy. Oh, in that that movie. In that movie. Just being able to just shoot the lightning up into the air and only hit the rebel ships and being like, yep, that's right, I can do this now. I, I, well, I think, how, how long was he stuck on Exegol, though? He might have had, like, you know, tw- 20 years of pent-up lightning just ready to through his fingertips. I assume it has something to do with drawing on the dark side from the planet and all of those, That's true. All yeah, of those yeah. Sith wor- worshippers that were random. Yeah, built-in uh, force lightning repellent and all the Star Destroyers. But, but that, see, this, yeah, is, this is. is the thing. Like, we're talking about all of these things. There's no explanation for it. But we're coming up with things that could be plausible. And right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <Sure>. like, that's <laughs> Somebody the put whole... it in a book and there you go. Yeah. That's that's the magic of this, honestly. That's the magic of Star Wars well, right there. Yes, but part of it is 
believing in it and and accepting well these yeah, things right. if you can't do that then I, I don't know what to tell you i think that's the beauty of the force is at this point now they can go and they can add those things into things coming out comics video games whatever it might be and they can add a little explanation to it they could be like hey well this happened you know now this now mm-hmm. these people can do it kind of thing they could use that with the High Republic that we just talked about. They can talk about how, hey, you know, this Jedi was able to heal somebody by, you know, taking the damage themselves kind of thing. That mm-hmm. That's just, that's that's it. That's what exactly what you said. It's the beauty of Star Wars. It's Yeah, and they did it. That was actually one of my favorite, like, oh, snap moments in Rise of Skywalker when Rey heals the snake. I think that's the first time you see her uh, use Force Healing. But the way it's done, she like places her hand over the wound and the wound just like closes up. I think it was a week prior, Grogu did yeah. exactly that in the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. He's trying to eat me. And I remember seeing, I was like, oh my God, they like, like they planned this. They set it up so oh, that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because well, yeah. yeah. nobody can complain if Grogu does it, so. Right, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. Ray, well, she's overpowered, but not Baby Yoda. Was that <laughs> was that episode right before the movie came out? Yeah, I think you're right. It was right around there. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yep. It was only a couple weeks before, I think, because it was in the, one of the last couple episodes of the season. All right, so another thing that comes up time and time again, especially in the prequel trilogy, uh, is this concept of the balance of the Force. Right, like the chosen one, there's a prophecy that he'll bring balance to the force. The question is, what is what does that mean? What is balance when it comes to the force? Another one of those that still doesn't have a definitive answer, right? As far as I know, I would say so because it seems that the Jedi's idea of balance was no darkness, but that's not balance. Exactly. And I always thought, like, wait a minute, they're kind of, like, overlooking an important part of the definition of that word, aren't they? Yeah. My take, however controversial this will be, comes from The Last Jedi. On Octu, there's that little stone mosaic thing in the ground that's supposed to be the first Jedi, quote-unquote, and half of him is dark, half of him is light. So, to me... Balance is all about within oneself rather than throughout the galaxy. Just if, if you are in balance with yourself, you're able to harness both the light and the, you know, dark or not so light, whatever, then you are in balance. And if everyone can do that, then the galaxy will be better for it. Yeah, I, I, that's where I thought the sequel trilogy was going to go, was that kind of like gray Jedi mm-hmm. understanding that um, it's okay to let a little darkness in <laughs> to your life, I guess. As long as it does, you don't let it you know, overwhelm you or control you. Right. And I guess they did kind of go into that a little bit with Rey being pretty much the last surviving quote-unquote Jedi at that point. Because mm-hmm. she she did have that she had that conflict she was never properly taught yeah she has the light side as well as the dark side because she was able to use force lightning that yeah. being the last one left she is the balance in the force yeah I I would say she had conflict I th- I think you see it 
a little bit, but that conflict in her never actually seemed to change her actions. She she always knew which path she was going to take throughout the whole thing. And so like the darkness never really swayed her in any direction, but I don't think the light really did either. Yeah, well she did have that vision at the Death Star wreckage with the dark ray. Right. Which could right. have been a potential future if she had, you know, succumbed. But yeah, she never really fully went over. Uh, yeah, she never fully. Right. And she she said she was having dreams or visions, right? Of, of being on the something Sith like throne that, yeah. or <laughs> something to that degree. I had a vision of the throne of the Sith. And who was on it? Ren. And me. But I feel like she never was really fearful of it at least that's because nobody put that thought into her head i mean you had obi-wan and yoda basically telling luke don't give in to the dark side it's bad bad things will happen stay with the light at all times whereas ray didn't have that she didn't have a mentor other than luke and leia for a little bit of time yeah i mean she just kind of used the force as right she thought and and made the best decisions that she could without all of that, like, black and white conflict going on. Right. She's, yeah, using just instincts and... Right. And and just being yeah. Yeah. a good person, I guess. I and I think at this point, if she does start, who knows where they're going to go with it now? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing, too. We don't know what's next. If she does right. start her own school, then she will teach a new generation of force users that going light side or dark side, you could actually go both ways. As long as you know what you're doing, as long like as a video game, where you get to pick your force powers. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars fable. Don't choose the red option in conversations too much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to choose the blue one. Well, there, there's a line in um, light of the Jedi, the, the high Republic novel where they indicate that the force naturally leans toward the light. That's the understanding of the Jedi. That balance, as it applies to the Force, is actually kind of leaning in the direction of the light side. So it's not full light. At least at least this is in you know the High Republic era. Mm-hmm. It's not all the way to the light side, if there's like a continuum of dark to light. But it is further toward the light. So I think the idea is, and, that, and that's why the, you know the Jedi are serving the Force because they're they're keeping it that way. They're keeping it toward the light. They're they're moving in the direction that the Force wants to go, like toward you know betterment and peace and and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas the and, Sith and the dark side work against the Force because that's not the natural way of things as far well, as the Force is concerned. Well, that, maybe that's the key though. Is as the Jedi move things more towards the light, like the Force balances itself out. And so the Sith actually yes, you're right, gain yeah. power because they have to balance out all the light. Right. And so, yeah. No, I think I think that's that was basically what I was what I was trying to say is that um, you also can't go too far in the other direction, right? That's, right. That's, and right. And so, so bringing balance is like staying. Like, don't try to be the ultimate good. I guess I don't. Yeah. Right. Like, you gotta you gotta understand, and that might be don't the try issue. to be perfect. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. And I think with the, with the Sith in hiding for all those years, the Jedi kind of got accustomed to a world where there was no ultimate evil, where it was everything was, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And then when, once they emerged, it was like, oh, no, 
The world is not what we thought it was. And I, I think this is where Luke's failure comes into it because, and you know, you can attribute a lot of it probably to the fact that he was taught by Yoda and Obi-Wan. I think if he had tried to figure stuff out on his own, it maybe not because Darth Vader would have probably influenced him a lot. But I think he like naturally would have been the kind of person to do things like Rey. Well, yeah, he kind of does. But because he was taught the Jedi way, he's going by those teachings and trying to continue on in that direction. uh, And it ends up, you know, crumbling. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's the thing about Luke um, and the force is we really only know canon wise return of the Jedi, the one scene of him in the Mandalorian and a couple scenes of him in the sequel movies. We don't know what, how he was there's a little bit of stories in between there and we'll we'll have to delve into that in a future episode to see what 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 actually do we know about luke skywalker between uh the two films because yeah he somehow kind of loses the way and it might it might just be that like bill bill was kind of indicating uh he realized that the jedi had it wrong that you can't go you know full light and he just said like hey maybe maybe the jedi are only making things worse because they're they're trying to push the needle too far in that direction and uh he just steps away from it all and right. so it's like no this is yeah. not it's, this is not this isn't right but in the meantime you can't do that because then you just let all the agents of evil sway things in their direction so you need to right. have you need to take care of that problem first the <laughs> the, the pull from both sides mr qui-gon sir I have a question. Boring conversation anyway. Okay, that about wraps it up for this week. Nice little discussion. We got pretty deep. Yeah. yeah. Not at all exhaustive, though. No. Oh, my God. That's no, the, yeah, that's the, that's the challenge of it. We need to consult the ancient Jedi texts. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mention the Bendu. I meant to talk about him, too. I don't. I still can't quite. Fit. I mean, I watched those episodes once. I don't really know what the Bendu is all about. He's neutral. Yeah, completely neutral. Yeah, that's the key. That's there what it is. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on. What's next week, Ben? Sure. Yeah. So next week, uh, let's continue our talk of the Star Wars movies as we begin our discussion of Return of the Jedi. And uh, send us an email whether you think we could do it in one episode or not. <laughs> That'd be interesting. And you can send those emails to W-O-R-R-T-S Warts and all at gmail.com Warts and all also on Instagram. Please subscribe and comment and give us your thoughts, please. We'd appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. I am one with the force. The force is with me. I am one with the force. The force. Is he falling? You, you know, He's falling down already. You know, you can, you can add a fade I know, to I the. Know. Yeah. <laughs> May the fourth be with everyone. Oh, that's what I should yeah. say.